This message is brought to you by 12 Stone Church. Please enjoy worship pastor Cameron Glasper as he delivers this teaching entitled, The Reality of Faith. This is the second message in the faith series. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, So before we get started, I kind of wanted to uh, ask a question, kind of gauge the room a little bit, see if we're in this together. Okay, anybody in here have fears? Fears, phobia, show of hands. Okay, good. Okay, because I wasn't going to tell this story unless some hands went up, okay, so I can tell this story. So about the time I was six years old, okay, I was six years old and I'm in summer camp. Now all the kids in my summer camp, for whatever reason, wanted to do one thing and one thing only all summer. This is all they wanted to do. They wanted to go inner tubing down the lazy river up in Helen, Georgia, okay? So much so that they would beg. I mean, literally, they would beg every day it felt like, can we go tubing, can we go tubing, can we please, please, to finally, like, our camp counselor broke down and was like, okay, we're gonna do it. You guys have pestered us enough. Like, we're gonna make it happen. Everybody bring your permission slips in Friday, sign them, and then we're gonna go, okay? So everybody is excited, everybody. Everybody but one person, this, this guy, this guy, okay? Because see, at that point in my life, I hadn't quite mastered the art of swimming, okay? I can now, but back then, I hadn't quite mastered that art, so I was terrified, you understand? So when they said, hey, Friday, we're going tubing down the river, what I heard was, Friday, we're going to die. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, what, I heard. that's what I heard in my head, okay? So I was so terrified. I was like, you know what, guys? I mean, I'm happy that you're happy, okay? Uh, but I'm just gonna hang back here. I'm just gonna chill, find some rocks to skip and make some castles out of trees or something. I don't know, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna hang out. You guys go have fun. I'll be with you in spirit, okay? And now my counselor's like, Cameron, you don't understand. Like, either we all go or none of us go. You have to do this. Just trust me though, trust me, I promise you. It's gonna be so much fun. You're gonna have a blast, I promise you. Just trust me. And I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't trust you, no. I've known you for two weeks, sir. I don't know you. You could have been sitting here to take me out, you know what I mean? Like, apparently I was a paranoid six-year-old kid. I don't know why, if I was watching mafia movies, or I don't know who I thought I was, but you look like one of them coming to take me out. I don't trust you at all. I have zero faith in you. But then, then somebody said it. Somebody called me a word that you should never call a six-year-old child chicken. Listen, those are fighting words where I'm from, you understand? Those are fighting words. And so I'm like, you know what? Give me the permission slip. I don't need no permission. I'll sign it myself. You can call me chicken boy all summer. It ain't going down, right? So, but I was terrified. Seriously, I was terrified. When we get there on the bus, I kid you not, when I tell you I don't remember the bus ride over there, I don't remember any sing-alongs we sung along the way, I don't remember stopping for a bathroom break. All I know is I could have showed up with my pants already wet. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and I probably did. I don't know, because I was that terrified. So we get there, and I watch all the kids get their float, get in their float, get down the river, one by one. They're just getting in, everybody's all excited. Now it's my turn, and I can't be chicken, boy. I hear it in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, all right, let's do it. Now, like I said, I've never done this before. So it's a lazy river. What I did first was put my inner tube in the water, right? 
It's a lazy river, so it's going to keep moving the water. Everything that you put in is going to keep going downstream. Like, it's not going to stop and allow me to get in, right? So I noticed that when it was too late. So I'm putting my foot in, and it's starting to slip from me. You, you see what I'm saying? And I'm trying to get in, and I got my foot on the rock, and I'm trying to get in. And I'm like, you know, at some point, I'm going to break both my legs. I need these. So I, I got to make a jump for it. So what I did was I, I said, okay, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump in and get in the tube. As I'm about to do that, somebody comes right behind me with their tube and sideswipes my leg, okay? I fall back and I'm in the water and in my mind, I'm dying immediately. Like, this is what's happening. I'm drowning. I told y'all, y'all was gonna bring me all the way here to die. Like, kiss my mama, tell I love her, tell my brother he gets none of my toys, you know, stuff like that. Like, my will and testament, I didn't even know what that was, but I figured I need one. And I am losing my mind. Like, I'm in panic mode, full panic mode, and I am losing it. This whole time, I keep hearing somebody go, Cameron, Cameron. Cameron! And I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, I can't answer your call right now. Um, I'm too busy fighting for my life, you know what I mean? Like, leave a message, you know what I mean? Um, but I kept hearing it, like, Cameron, Cameron! And then finally I'm like, what? what? Stand up. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Stand up! I was only in three feet of water, like I don't... <laughs> I, I kid you not, I'm not making this up. I was in three feet of water and I was losing my mind, okay? Now, needless to say, I felt pretty silly in that moment. And I'm glad that I stuck with it because I really did have fun. I had a great time, I had a ball, but I really did. I almost let fear completely take me out. Like I completely let fear almost take me out of the game, right? And so we can all kind of identify with that. Maybe not the whole like almost drowning in three feet of water type thing, but Maybe we can identify with being like in the midst of something and fear wanting to creep in and, and to take us out, right? Because we all know fear, fear is a powerful thing. It is. But you know what's more powerful than fear? Faith. Faith. Faith is more powerful than fear. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about faith today, okay? Now, in, in, the, in the Bible, there is a, a scripture in Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6, and they'll put it on the screen here in a second. But it's a key verse in faith, what faith looks like and what faith does. Okay, it says this. And we know that without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, did you catch that? It says without faith, it is impossible to please God, impossible. Sounds like God's pretty serious about faith. So I think that means we should be serious about faith as well. Because here's what I know. There's a faith that God is pleased with and there's a faith that God rewards. And so if you're asking yourself, hey man, what is this faith? What is faith and what does faith in action look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because today we're going to take a look at a moment in the life of Joshua when we're talking about faith, okay? Now, before we do, I'll give you a little backstory about Joshua in the Bible. Now, Joshua, for a good part of his life, about 40 years, actually, 40 years of his life, he was known as a servant or an aide to Moses. Now, if you remember Moses in the Bible, he is in charge or entrusted with the responsibility to lead the Israelite people out of Egypt, out of the slavery and the bondage that they faced in Egypt into the promised land. And Joshua is his right-hand man. Joshua is his servant, his confidant, his ace. He is his best friend. He trusts him more than anybody. Like, Joshua is his guy, okay? And that whole time with Moses, Joshua would learn a lot about leadership. He would learn a lot about what it means to seek God. But he would learn a lot about faith. 
So that's what we're going to talk about today. See, for instance, when, when Moses was called up to the top of the mountain, God called Moses up to the top of the mountain to meet with him face to face. And he wanted to give him the law and the commandments for the Israelite people. Joshua was there. Now, Joshua didn't go to the top of the mountain with Moses, but he was about halfway up, right? But Moses would stay at the top of that mountain talking with God for 40 days and for 40 nights. And Joshua would be there. Also, when the tent of meetings was constructed. Now, the tent of meetings is an actual tent that Moses would retreat to outside of the Israelite camp to go speak with God face to face. He would speak to God in this tent. And when he did, a cloud, a cloud would hover over the tent. And that would symbolize that the presence of God was there. And so while this was going on, the Israelite people would worship and they would pray around this tent. Joshua would be there. And even after everyone left, including Moses himself, and go back to the camp, Joshua would still be there. And that's going to be significant in Joshua's life. That's going to be significant in his development and his, his faith. And we're going to talk about a little bit that a little bit later. But the story I want to camp out in today is in Numbers chapter 14. That's page 147. If you have your Bibles, get them out. If you don't have one, there should be one under your seat. Numbers chapter 14, we're going to look at verses 7 through 9. Okay? Now, as you guys are turning, I'm going to give you a little backstory. Okay? So this is the point of the story. When God tells Moses, hey, Moses, I need you to send out 12 spies into the land of Canaan. Now, Canaan is the promised land. This is the promised land that God is talking about. I need you to go. I need you to send 12 spies out to the land, and I need you to spy out the land. I need you to size it up to make sure that it's good, that it will yield fruit and food and crops and all these things. I need you to make sure that the land is good. Have your 12 spies come back and report to Moses. So Moses does that. He sends out 12 spies. Joshua will be one of them. He sends them out. Says, hey, I want you to go spy out this land, the land flowing with milk and honey. I want you to spy it out. Tell me if it's good. Come back and report to me and let me know what you see. So they do that. Now, when the spies come back, 10 of the spies, 10 out of the 12, were terrified of what they saw because they didn't just see good land. There were actual people over in the land, giants, armies, that they were going to have to battle to take this land. And they were terrified. Terrified, so much so that they were like, you know what? We just need to go back to Egypt. We, this is, we can't, this is a dummy mission. Like, they're too big, they're too strong, they're gonna kill us. It'd be better for us to just go back to Egypt and die there. Like, we don't wanna do this at all. But Joshua and Caleb, but Joshua disagreed. We're gonna talk about that right now. We're gonna pick up that verse, verse seven. This is Joshua's response in, uh, in response to the Israelites. He says this, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will give us this land, the land flowing with milk and honey, he will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Now, I'm a visual guy. And uh, sometimes when I'm reading the Bible to help it kind of come alive to me a little bit better, I like to visualize myself like in the story, like as a character or maybe like just a fly on the wall, right? And so this, in, this interaction cracks me up because I'm just thinking, can you imagine, right? Moses sends the 12 spies over. And he says, come back and tell me what you see, right? So the spies come back over and Moses is like, all right, talk to me. What we got? Is the land good? Is it flowing with milk and honey like I talked about? Is it ready for us to take? Tell me about it. And I can just see the other 10 spies going like, yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's nice. The land is, is beautiful, like you said, uh, flowing with milk and honey. Um, 
But, but you forgot to mention that there were actual people over there. Like, we got to fight these people to get this land? Oh, no, it ain't going to happen, Captain. We calling this whole thing off. Um, everybody over there looks like either The Rock or Shaquille O'Neal. Like, we ain't going to make this work. What are we supposed to do? No, nope, we're going to call this whole thing off. That's what we're going to do. We need to saddle up, head back to Egypt. As a matter of fact, I want a new leader. You are crazy for sending us over there in the first place. We could have died. Nope, we're going back to Egypt. That's it. That's final. And then imagine Joshua coming right behind them. He's like, hey, Moses, I checked out the land, baby. It's good to go. We got it. Let's make it happen, all right? Don't worry about them people. They big, but I done seen bigger. Don't worry about it. We're going to knock them down, and we're going to take the land. It's ours, baby. Let's roll. Now, can you imagine the other spies' faces, how scrunched up their faces was when they when heard Joshua say that? Like, is he? Okay, Moses, either your man Joshua has completely lost his mind, or he's been, you know what I mean? Either way, he probably shouldn't be speaking for us, you know what I mean? He's crazy. But Joshua wasn't crazy, and he wasn't sipping on anything at all. He just knew something about the reality of faith. And that's what we're going to talk about. The first fill in the blank is faith sees God early. Now, everyone say that with me. Faith sees God early. You see, Joshua trained himself to see God early. His first thought was God, not his last thought. You see, while all the other spies could only see an opposition to fear, he saw an opportunity for faith. He trained himself to see God early. This is important in his life. See, because it's not, it's not always, see, everyone sees it at the end. Everyone sees God at the end, right? The Israelites eventually saw it. They're in the promised land. So they see the promise coming to fruition. But see, faith, faith sees God at the beginning. The real faith, the Hebrews 11 type faith that we're talking about, that's the faith that sees God at the beginning. And that's what we're in charge of too, seeing God at the beginning, seeing God early. You know what comes to my mind when I think about the faith that sees God early? This place, 12th Stone, our church. You see, some 30 years ago, PK and Marsha had a, had a dream from God, a promise, if you will, that they were gonna plant a church right here in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Now, they set out to do just that, but it didn't come without opposition. It didn't come without roadblocks. It didn't come without failures and no's and setbacks. But see, they saw God early. They saw this place for not for what it was, but for what it could be. And now look. Look what we're standing in. Look what we get to be a part of. Thousands of people call this place home. And we've got to witness countless people come to this very place and say yes to Jesus in this very room. That's right. You can clap for that, absolutely. You see, that's all because of the grace of God and the faithfulness of a few. See, they saw God early. They saw this place for what it could be early. But guess what? The story doesn't end there. It's not over. See, now we have a new calling, a new dream, a bigger dream that we here, now that we're here, we get to play a part in all the things that 12 Stone can become. You see, we've been called to live sent into our world so that the world around us can, can experience the rescuing hand of Jesus. And now we, we get a front row seat and life transformation. But see, that starts. The only way that happens is if we have the faith to see God early. So what about you? How early will you fight to see God early in the, avenue, in the arenas of your life? Because we can admit it's not always easy. I can admit that. It's not always easy in marriage, family, 
career, right? It's not always easy to see God early, right? When the doctor comes back with the diagnosis that you didn't want to hear, it's not always easy to see God early. But church, we have to get this down. We have to fight, because faith is a fight, and we have to fight to see God early. Even when the circumstances don't look like they're going our way, we must, church, we have to get this down. We have to fight for faith, and that faith sees God early, and God rewards that faith. Faith is trusting God at his word. But see, we can't trust God at his word if we don't know his word. So the next blank is that faith seeks God earnestly. Faith seeks God earnestly. See, Joshua trained himself to seek God earnestly. Remember when we talked about Joshua being in the tent of meetings? That was him seeking God earnestly. Even after everyone else left the camp, Joshua would stay there. That's, that's significant because it wasn't enough for Joshua to watch Moses have encounters with God. Joshua wanted that for himself. He wanted to be in the presence of God, and he knew that there was nothing more important than being in the presence of God. So he sought God day after day after day. When I think about seeing God and seeking God, the faith, I'm going I'm to show you an illustration. It's a very simple illustration. I'm going to go to the whiteboard. This is what I think of when I think of the faith that sees God early and seeks him earnestly, okay? So we have faith. And Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord because all who come to him must believe that he exists. When we believe that he exists, that's how we see him. Right? So we have faith and we're seeing God because of our faith. And then the rest of the verse says, and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So when I think of faith, this is what I think about Faith allows us to see God. And when we see God, naturally, we're going to seek him. And what we found out is the more we seek him, the more we see him. And then you see him some more, and then you seek him some more. And then you seek him, and then you see him. And on and on this whole thing goes until our faith is now centered in our life. And that's simple, but it's very profound. When you think about faith, think about seeing God and seeking God and the cycle that doesn't stop. It's a fight. Every day, you gotta fight to see him, you gotta fight to seek him. But he will reward that faith. On and on and goes. No matter what the circumstances are, if the marriage hits a roadblock, if the career stalls out, it's not what you thought it was gonna be, right? When raising kids sounded great in theory, you know? <laughs> but now you're in the thick of it, right? And you don't know how you're gonna make this work. When the doctor says it's cancer, it's hard. It's tough. I know it's tough to see God and it's tough to seek him, but we have to, church. We have to fight for this. It's imperative that we do this because he rewards it. That's what Hebrews 11 says. He rewards this type of faith, the faith that sees him and the faith that seeks him. Hmm. See, when you naturally seek God, you will see him. And the faith becomes centered in your life. See, Joshua understood this. He saw God and he sought God earnestly, day in and day out, he would spend time in that tent, seeing God and seeking God for who he was. And see, this hits home for me. I get this because I need this. I'm a young husband, I'm a young father, and I know that if I'm not seeing God and I'm not seeking God, I'm in trouble. 
in my marriage, I can't love my wife unconditionally. I can't give myself away selflessly. I can't be a sacrificial servant in my home if I'm not seeking God and if I'm not seeing God. Raising kids, whoo. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Especially my kids. My kids are crazy. My kids, <laughs> the thing that <laughs> bothers me the most about my kids is that they're smarter than me. That's what, that's what really bothers me. It takes patience. You gotta seek God and seek God early to have the patience to raise kids and give them wisdom. I kid you not, this happened just yesterday. I promise, I kid you not. Okay, so we have people coming over to our house. And my wife, naturally, wants to clean the whole house and make it look like nobody lives there. Um, <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> we got people coming, clean the whole house. Every, everything must go, even the carpet. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I think the carpet needs to say, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> So I'm trying to get on to Jaden, my three-year-old son. I'm trying to tell him, Jaden, pick up these toys. Like he had them scattered all over the room. Jaden, pick up these toys. And I would say it and I would go do whatever I was doing. Come back, he's still sitting there just in a daze, just kind of looking around. Jaden, pick up these toys right now. I go, come back, still hasn't picked up these toys yet. Finally, I'm frustrated, right? I'm annoyed. Jaden, how many times do I have to tell you to pick up these toys? Guys, he looked at me with a straight face and he goes, Two more times. <laughs> Y'all, he was serious. He looked at me. And here's the thing. This is what really made me mad. He lied because I had to say it three more times. You get <laughs> Patience. Yes, Lord. I need it. Patience. Patience. To see God and to seek God, it takes work, it takes a fight, and we have to do it. Because marriage isn't easy, family isn't easy, career isn't easy. The more that God has for us, the more that he's calling us to, it's not gonna be easy. We gotta fight to see him, we gotta fight to seek him. So, how about it? How earnestly will you fight to seek God in the realities of your life? Because here's the thing, it takes real faith to seek God earnestly. But we want this type of faith. We do. Because the, the rewards are real. They are. When we talk about the rewards of faith, this is what we're talking about. The reward of faith is this, God's presence, purpose, and power in our lives. His presence, purpose, and power. When we talk about what faith enables, this is the next fill in the blank here. It's when faith enables us to trust what others can't trust. And that's trusting the presence of God. See, Joshua got this down. He says, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land and give it to us. When someone's leading you, they have to be present, right? So what he's saying is if we have faith, the faith that pleases God, his presence will be with us and he will lead us into that promised land. Another thing faith enables us to do is to see what others can't see. Enables us to see what others can't see. See, Joshua spent all that time seeking God, and he was able to see God. So when he was able to see God, he knew that the presence of God would be there with him. He also was able to see that the protection of his enemies would be gone. He says in verse 9, see, their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. You see, the other spies allowed their fear to totally disrupt their perspective. See, they couldn't see the promised land. They only saw it for what it was. 
for not for what it could be. They couldn't see that they already won. They were willing to go back to Egypt. Like, do you understand the significance of that? They were willing to go back to Egypt and die there. Egypt meant slavery. Egypt was bondage. This is what I know, that fear will make you chase what's familiar, even if it leads to bondage. It's true. That's fine, you can clap for that, I like that. But it's true, that fear will make you chase familiar even when it leads to bondage. See, but faith allows you to experience true freedom. When opposition comes, when God is calling us to more, it doesn't feel good, it's scary, it's frightful. Man, but we have to know that the fear, if we allow the fear to take us out, it's gonna lead us right back into bondage. It lead us right back into the old life, the way we didn't wanna live in the first place, the life that we were praying God to rescue us out of. Now we're here, and we're gonna let fear take us out? No, we gotta fight for faith. And that faith will enable us to see what others can't see. Another thing faith enables us, it enables us to do what others can't do. Now see, this is when we get to experience the power of God. You see, faith causes us to step out. Because when we see God and we seek God, he's gonna call us out. So when we step out, we get to experience the power of God moving us through until the promised land. He gets to move us and take us to the promised land. See, Joshua said, don't be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Don't be afraid of them. Because Joshua knew that if he had faith, the Hebrews 11 faith, the faith that sees God and the faith that seeks God, that God would be there and his power would be there and they would take over this army and they would take over this land. That's what faith does. So what about you? Will you fight for this? Because here's the, here's the reality. Out of the 12 spies, only two made it into the promised land. Just two, Caleb and Joshua because they have faith. See, God is serious about us trusting him. He's serious about us having faith in who he is. He delights in that faith. He rewards that faith. We trust him, we trust him, we can see him, and when we see him, we can do what others can't do. This hits home for me in a big way. I remember about 12 or 13, I knew that I had a calling to ministry. I knew that. Now, I'd be lying if I said I was happy about it. <laughs> I didn't want it at all. I was, I was terrified. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what that meant. But I'll, all I knew is that I had a call to this. So fast forward to about 10 years later. I spent time just kind of running from it, dismissing it. Like, I don't know, God. I don't know what that looks like. I'm afraid. Like, I don't know what that means. And then fast forward 10 years later, me and my wife. We weren't married yet, but we were dating, and we were coming here to 12 Stone. And once we got here, man, we fell in love with this place. We fell in love with the people. We fell in love with the vision. We fell in love with the culture of 12 Stone. And you said, you know what? We're going to make this place our home. This is where we're going to grow. This is where we're going to be planted. We're going to make this place our home. And I remember, as soon as we said that, I remember God coming back like, you remember that calling we talked about? How about it? See, but this time it was different. This time I was ready. I was willing. And I was like, yes, God, please, let's make this work. But see, because in that 10 years, I had spent time seeing God, and I had spent time seeking God. And even though I was afraid, I knew that God was calling me to this. He had confirmed it over and over again. And so I said, yes, let's do it. Now, naturally, we just made this place our home. 
So it should happen here, right? Like right here, right now, let's do it. Like it should happen here. Not so fast. You see, because the things that I was called to do, there were capable people already in place doing those things. So then, I was discouraged, naturally so. And I started to question this thing all over again. Like, God, did you really say that? Did I say that? Am I making this up? Of course I am. Of course you wouldn't call me to this. I'm a, I'm a regular dude. Like, I've made a mess. Of, I, no, of course you didn't call me to this. That's silly. No, you didn't. No. But you know what? Faith crept back in. And all that time I spent seeing God and seeking God earnestly and believing in this promise, he would continue time and time again to confirm it to me. And so what I did was I just kept chugging along by faith. I kept hoping. I kept believing. I kept seeking and I kept seeing. And I said, God, I know you're in this. You're going to make this work. So then I decided, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll join the residency program. I'll join the program, the two-year thing we have here, jump in and like make it that way. But see, by this time, things were different in my life. I was married. We're expecting our first child, right? And that comes with real-world responsibilities, real-world pressures. You know, mortgages, student loans, medical bills, car payments, all these things. And the residency just didn't line up. It just never quite worked. But I didn't give up. I went back to the drawing board. And I continued to put myself in positions for God to use me. However God you see fit, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to serve. I'm going to do what I know to do while I'm waiting. And that's what I did. And after years, guys, years, not months, not weeks, years of this same cycle, seeing God, seeking God, stepping out in faith, trusting him, believing in him, then it happened. God started to align some things. People started coming to me and saying, Cameron, we see this calling on your life. Do you see it? And I'm like, yes, yes, Lord. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Help me, you know. And he did. And now look, I'm here. I'm standing in my promised land. I'm standing in the place where God called me. Yeah. And I'm doing the things that God called me to do. But here's the thing, guys. I'm not special. I'm just a regular guy, you. I almost made a mess of it the first time. I really did. I was like, no, I don't want that. So I'm a regular guy. I'm not special, but I have faith. And faith is special. That's what's special. See, God's calling all of us to something more. Whatever it is, whatever it looks like in your life, he's calling you to more. Trust me, there's no way to follow God without being called to something more. So we all are being called to more. So how would you answer that? Would you fight to see him? Would you fight to seek him and believe in him? Because here's the thing, he will reward that faith. I'm a living witness to that. He will reward that faith. So I want to encourage you with that. And now I'm just going to pray for us. Pray that God would enlighten our hearts, awaken our hearts, that we would have faith and we would trust him. So God, we just thank you. Father, we thank you that we can trust you. We thank you that we can take you at your word and believe in what you said because you are God and you are good. And God, you love us. And all the things you're calling us to, God, you're calling in ultimately for your glory, for your story, God. So, God, we just say, would you help us? Help us see you where we can't see you. Help us to seek you. Help us to fight for faith. God, help us to trust you, God, when others can't trust, to believe when others don't believe, God, so that we can see what others can't see and do what others can't do by the power of God and the Holy Spirit. So, God, we love you and we thank you for the opportunity to be called to more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.